Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts. We're here, gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. We do have some sad news to talk about right here. I wanna let you guys know I am gonna do my uh, SmackDown review in the afternoon, like around 1 or one thirty. That's when I'll be doing that episode, so don't worry, that's coming out later on. But we gotta talk, we gotta talk right here about some sad news. I'm still not over right now. I'm not gonna be over for, for a while. I'm sure a lot of us feel the same way. We're not going to get over it for a while. Especially those that knew this man right here, John Huber, who was best known as Luke Harper in the WWE, and Mr. Brody Lee, the exalted one in AEW, passed away yesterday due to a lung issue. And I just couldn't believe it last night. I was playing... You know, COD with one of my friends last night, and I just went on Facebook and I saw it, and I was like legit shocked. I was like, no, 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 no. And I was telling him, and he couldn't even believe it, and he went on social media as well, and it was right there. I didn't want to believe it. I legit didn't want to believe it at all. I was like, no, no, I didn't just see that. I didn't just see that. That's no, no, it's not true. But it is. I'm still in shock right now. It's hard. It it almost doesn't feel real. It almost it almost doesn't. It's like you want to wake up from that nightmare and say that he's still around, but he's not. I, I still can't believe. It. I'm I'm just I'm sorry if I'm struggling right here. It's just it's very hard to find the words right here. It really is. I was gonna do it last night, but I was just like I just couldn't do it last night, so I decided to do it today. He was 41 years old. Mr. Huber was 41 years old. So young and one of the most underrated wrestlers of this generation. You have to say that. He is one of the most underrated wrestlers of this generation. He was so underrated in the WWE. He was Intercontinental Champion for a little while. He was an NXT Tag Team Champion with Eric Rowan. And he won the SmackDown Tag Team uh, Championships with Eric Rowan when they were the Bludgeon Brothers. You know, that was actually a really cool gimmick. That him and Rowan did when they were on SmackDown back in like... When did they win the tag team titles? Like 2018? They won it? Around that time? Yeah, around that, around that time I believe. I think they lost it on SmackDown. I'm trying to think like when they won it. I think they won it... Yeah, they won it WrestleMania 34. That's when they won... Yeah, that's when they won the SmackDown tag team titles as the Bludgeon Brothers. Yep. They won the NXT tag team titles back in 2013 when they were starting off with... The Wyatt family, you know, them and Bray Wyatt. One of the best groups, though. They were a really good group, the Wyatt family. They really were. Um, and, you know, he won the Intercontinental Championship in 2014. I believe it was November 17th he won it. When he beat Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. It was the week before Survivor Series 2014. He didn't have the title for that long, but it was nice to see him win that championship. You know, I got to see him live a couple times. I was, uh... I was there, um... On Monday Night Raw, the Raw after SummerSlam 2015, when Braun Strowman made his debut, and, you know, they were doing a rematch from SummerSlam where it was, uh, you know, Luke, it was Luke Harper at the time, and him and Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns and John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose at the time, and that's when Braun Strowman made his debut, and that was, that was really cool. Um, I think I saw him live a couple other times as well, I can't remember. But he was really underrated. He was an underrated wrestler. 
He really was. In the WWE, I really felt like he was misused, you know. I remember listening to him on Jericho's podcast, like how Vince McMahon wanted him to, like, speak with a southern accent. He was like, you know I'm from New York, right? <laughs> That's what he basically says, like, sir, from Rochester, New York. Like, it was kind of a shame, like, how he said, like, Vince McMahon can't see a person like him talk normally, like, on the mic, on the microphone. I thought it was pretty fucked up, to be honest. I was like... <sighs> And he can really, and he really could talk on the mic, you know. He really could. He was great with promos. He showed that in AEW. He really did when he was, you know, announced as the Exalted One. I remember that. And I'm telling you, if, if there was no, if there was no COVID nineteen, you know, pandemic at all, and that show was supposed to be in Rochester, New York, and that's where John Huber was from, that crowd would have went crazy. If you had like a full sellout crowd right there with no pandemic at all. That crowd would have went nuts. It would have been the loudest. And then, you know, we know Matt Hardy debuted in AEW later on that night. So the crowd would have went crazy that night if there was no pandemic. But it just didn't happen. You know, you know, I really feel like he was misused in the WWE. But I don't want to make like a whole thing like about that. But I'm just saying like that's just what I feel right there. Because he was an underrated talent. He could have really been a main event star. In the WWE, they just didn't push him that way. And he really should have been pushed that way. Because he showed how great he was on the microphone. And just with promos in general. When he would, you know, talk backstage when he did his thing with the Dark Order. It's, it's just hard. It's just hard right now after hearing this. You know, because I grew up watching this guy, you know. And I began to, li- I began to like him over the years. Because I just saw him as an underrated talent. He was just a cool guy to watch wrestle. He, he just was. Just something about him was just like really cool. He was like a um, a Bruiser Brody type in a way. He really was. And just like the way he looked was so cool. You know. Just something about him was just was was awesome about him. You know, he was great in the ring, you know. It's just, it's hard right now to wrap this around my head right here. I still want to believe that it's not even true. But it is, you know. I'm sure everybody else feels the same way. They want to wake up from this nightmare, but... Right now it's reality is what it is. We've lost a lot of legends this year. We've lost Shad Gaspard. Who's actually, um... Actually, I have a friend. That's his uncle right there. Shad Gaspard was his uncle. I went to school with my friend, one of my friends right there in high school. We also lost a Japanese wrestler. How do you say her name? Hannah Kamara. You know, I think I think that's how you say her name. Because she was getting cyberbullied all over Twitter, and she just couldn't take it anymore, and she took her own life. And we lost her as well, and she was doing a lot in the wrestling community, trying to help people. And losing her was really tough. And losing Chad Gaspar as well, because he actually signed a picture for me back in 2016 with, uh, of him and JTG. My friend um, gave it to me at school, saying that he actually signed it. He signed it for me. We lost Howard Finkel, who's a legendary announcer. One of the best ring announcers of all time in wrestling history. 
We lost Pat Patterson recently. This month. And now we've lost... We've lost Brody Lee. Luke Harper, John Hoover. I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, I'm just having, I'm having trouble right here. We've lost too many legends this year. We've lost way too many. You know, before we get into like his AEW run, this was something special right here. For the AEW Holiday Bash, I said after the show, and this show was taped, so I think it was taped like the week before. I said after the show, Brody Lee's son, whose name is Brody, his eight-year-old son, actually pinned Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, like as like a, like as a joke. But that was, that was a wholesome moment right there. When I when I read that, that was awesome. That was nice. That was very nice that they did that. It was very, it was really nice. Uh, when I when I read that, I was like, it, it was pretty funny to read that. It was really cool. And I just saw a picture of uh, when he won the TNT title and he was with his sons right there. This is hard. This is hard right now. It really is. And I feel for his family. My best wishes go out to his wife and his kids, you know. I saw his wife's post on uh, Instagram, you know, saying she lost her best friend. She, you know, thought she would never say that. This is hard right now. It really, really is. I know everyone that that knew him well is hurting right now. Everybody's hurting. Everybody is. This this one really stings. This one really does. This one really stings. It seriously does. I'm trying not to, you know, cry. You know, I was crying a little bit last night. I'm not. I don't. I just want to get through it. I just want to get through it right now. This was extremely hard last night to even see this. It really was. It really, really was. But you know, when he left WWE and he went to AEW, when he made his debut on March 18th this year, you know, the first episode at Daily's, well, they did an episode at Daily's Place on January 1st, but this was when the pandemic really, you know, started and everything got shut down. And they were in front of no crowds at all, you know. It was some debut right there. Like, I didn't think he was going to be the exalted one. I thought maybe it was going to be Matt Hardy because he recently got released from WWE. So I think maybe it'll be him and, like, because they kind of teased it as Matt Hardy because a couple months before, Evil Uno was talking to the exalted one. And at the end, the exalted one said, wonderful. So it kind of seemed like, oh, maybe it's going to be Matt Hardy. Even though Matt Hardy was still under WWE contract at the time, a lot of people thought it was going to be him. They were teasing it. You know, and I remember when SCU came out that night to interrupt the Dark Order saying there is no Exalted One. And then, lo and behold, you go on the screen and Brody Lee takes off the hood and it was him. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, no way. At first I said Luke Harper, but then I thought, okay, that's not going to be his name. And he said his name is Brody Lee. And I was like, oh, damn. And then you had like Daniels and... uh. I believe it was Kazarian. I don't think Scorpio Sky was there. Kazarian, they were all both looking at the screen. And then Brody Lee attacked him from behind. The rest of the Dark Order attacked as well. And I was like, wow. Like, what a debut. That was, that was something. Because I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect him to be 
the Exalted one. Like, at first I was thinking maybe it would be because, you know, the show was going to be in Rochester. It was supposed to be, so it would make sense. But I'm telling you, like I said, if there was no pandemic at all and you had a sellout crowd in Rochester, that crowd would have went unglued right there. It would have came unglued. It would have went nuts. I guarantee that. It would have been, the lo- it would have been one of the loudest crowds of the year. So that was some debut, and you know, and they, he had like a Vince McMahon kind of parody in AEW, which was really funny. And they said Vince McMahon was pissed about it. I'm like, oh my god, like, like, just stop it. You like, you're really pissed about that and everything. Like, just stop. I thought it was funny. It was pretty funny. Like the next week, like him and John Silver and Alex Reynolds were in the room, and they were all eating right there. And I believe it was a Silver that was going to eat some of his steak. <laughs> and then Brody's like, uh, do I look like I'm finished with my dinner right here? Like, you don't eat that till I'm done. And he kicks Silver out. And then Alex Reynolds sneezes, and then he just throws him out right there. I was like, damn. So he really made the Dark Order, Mr. Brody Lee. Because Dark Order was kind of a joke for a little while. And like, not, not a lot of people liked them. So Mr. Brody Lee really elevated them. He really didn't, you know, especially on BTE as well. You know, when they would do some comedy right there with the Dark Order and Mr. Brody Lee just screaming and yelling at them all the time. <laughs> it was funny. It really was. You know, then they did the program with uh, Mr. Brody Lee and John Moxley when they returned to Daly's Place on May 6th. So I was like, okay, I feel like it was a little bit too early to put him in the world title picture. But I'm like, all right, we're going to get Moxley versus Brody Lee when they... Where Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper, they put on some really good matches. Especially the match they had at Extreme Rules in 2015. They put on a really good match. Uh, I think it was a Chicago Street Fight. They went in the car and they drove off. And then they finally came back and finished the match. You know, they put on some really good matches. They had a really good connection in the ring. And they had a great connection in the ring at Double or Nothing. Even though Mr. Brody Lee lost. It was kind of expected that he was going to lose. I, I was kind of upset that he lost. I was like, why are you going to throw him in... Like a world title match right away. He's just getting started, but it was a good match. It was a good feud. You know, he stole the world title, so that kind of said that he wasn't going to win. You know, usually when wrestlers do that, they don't win. But they put on a really good match at Double or Nothing. Moxley retained. I was kind of upset, even though I like Moxley. I wanted Mr. Brody Lee to win, but it is what it is. You know, then he was doing some other stuff, you know, on Dynamite, you know, here and there. Until, like, you know, when Cody, well, Cody Rhodes won the TNT title at Double or Nothing. And lo and behold, a couple months later, when they finally showed the TNT championship was, you know, finished, it was done. I believe Cody had a match with, uh, I think it was Scorpio Sky on August 12th. And he beat him to retain the TNT title. And Mr. Brody Lee was backstage with the Dark Order. He had the old TNT title. And he says he wants the new TNT title, but he says to Cody, you can have this. So it was announced for the Saturday Dynamite, August 22nd, which was taped, obviously. It was going to be Cody Rhodes versus Mr. Brody Lee for the TNT title. So I'm like, all right. So is Brody going to win? I'm thinking, I had a feeling he was going to win. I'm actually being serious. I had a feeling he was going to win. So I watched Dynamite that night on that Saturday night. It was nice to have, you know, Saturday night wrestling, you know, on free TV, obviously. Kind of like the good old days. And that was the main event right there. Mr. Brody Lee versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good match. <laughs> and Mr. Brody Lee destroyed Cody. 
it was like what three minutes, three to five minutes that match. He destroyed the he destroyed him. He was kicking the shit out of him during this match. I was like, damn it, like Cody's gonna fight back eventually. But right when Mr. Brody Lee hit the discus clothesline, Cody sold it very well. And he pinned him one, two, three. I was like, what? I was like so in shock right there. That Mr. Brody Lee won the TNT title. Then Tony Schiavone came down with the, and the Dark Order. Rest Dark Order was in the ring. And Mr. Brody Lee cut a vicious promo right there saying, you know, people like you made me this way. And then they viciously beat up Cody. And Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, I believe QT Marshall as well. And then Brandy Rhodes came out. And Anna Jay came out and she attacked Brandy from behind. And Mr. Brody Lee hit Cody with some type of object. Something that was in like a little bag. And it was the old TNT title. And then we didn't see Cody for like another month. But that was... That was one of the best things AEW did right there. Like everybody was talking about it. Everybody loved it. It was all positive reactions right there. So then Mr. Brody Lee, you know, he had a good run with the TNT title. He only had it for like about two months. You know, because in late September, Cody Rhodes uh, returned. Not retained. He returned... In a late September with a new hairstyle. And he went back to his old black hairstyle. And then him and Brody Lee brawled. And then I think the next week they announced the dog collar match. For the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show for the TNT title. It would be the second. Um, it would be this. It would have been the second uh, dog collar match. I believe the first one was uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. And was it Piper? Was it Piper and, and Valentine? Let me just take a quick look. Let me take a real quick look. Let's see. Greg the Hammer. I think it was Piper. Yeah, I, I believe that it was. Let's see. Yep, it was. It was Piper and Valentine's. This was the second ever doll collar match right here between Mr. Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes. And Greg the Hammer Valentine was in attendance for the show, so that was really nice. And these two put on a grueling match. It was brutal. I was really pissed, though, that Cody won back the TNT title, even though you know, he dropped it a month later to my guy Darby Allen. I was pretty pissed that Cody won. And I thought for a second, or I thought actually after a little while, because they announced that Mr. Brody Lee was hurt, so maybe he was hurt going into that match right there. So maybe that's why he lost. I don't. I didn't, it, it makes a little more sense if he was hurt. And that's why he lost. Because if he was completely healthy, then why would he lose? I was pretty pissed that Cody won, though, to be honest with you. I really was. I really was. But he had a good program with the belt for a little while, Mr. Brody Lee. So it was nice. And when I found out that he was hurt, I was like, all right, well, we'll see him in a, a few months. Because they're doing this angle right now with Hangman in the Dark Order. No, so you know with Hangman in the Dark with Hangman in the Dark Order. You know, so with Hangman in the Dark Order, you know, it's like, you know, it's crazy. And I was thinking, like, you know, they're gonna do an angle with him and Mr. Brody Lee. But it's not going to happen now. You know, now with, with Hangman, you know, with, it was supposed to be Hangman, Mr. Brody Lee, which was going to do in the future.
you know, with Hangman, Mr. Brody Lee, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm just having trouble wrapping my head around this and everything still. You know, um, it's really, it's really tough, though, because I really was looking forward to seeing Hangman and Mr. Brody Lee go at it. You know, but he had, he, he did have a good career, though, I will say that. And he seemed like a very genuine good man right there. He To me, he always seemed like a quiet kind of person, but seeing him on BT and everything and doing the comedy with the Dark Order and seeing him scream and yell all the time was really cool. Because I watched, like, some old interviews and he was kind of like, you know, led up to the Luke Harper gimmick because Luke, Har- his Luke, Har- his Luke Harper character never really talked. Because, you know, Vince McMahon... Didn't believe a guy like him could talk normally, so it is what it is. But I feel like he had an underrated career. He really did, you know. I believe AEW was going to give him a world title run in the future. I believe they were going to. Like, maybe sometime in 2021 they were going to, maybe 2022. I feel like he was going to be world champion at some point. Because he really elevated the Dark Order. Because Dark Order was kind of like a joke. Like, nobody really liked them. Everybody just thought they were stupid. Now everybody loves Dark Order. Because you know why? Because Mr. Brody Lee, he elevated them. He seriously elevated them. And that's what he did right there. You know, he made them special. He really made them special right there. And I really hope down the line in the future, whether it's Alex Reynolds and John Silver, or if it's Eva Luno and Stu Grayson, I hope either one of them win the tag team titles. I really hope one. I really hope they do. Whoever it is, whether it's Reynolds or, and Silver or Eva Luno or and, and Grayson, I, ho- I hope they win the tag team titles. And I'm sure that they will. They'll they'll give them a run. And it'll be it'll be like a tribute to Mr. Brody Lee. But, you know, just hearing this last night and everything, and, like, me, like, the rest of the wrestling community, we were just all lost for words. And I really was, myself, lost for words. I, I just couldn't believe it. And I still can't believe it. Because he was such a good man, John Huber, you know, behind the scenes, we know we knew that he was a great man, great family man as well. Oh, it's like everybody everybody loved him. You know, you, you just can't say a bad thing about him. Ever everybody loved him. And I know I saw like an old picture from like 2015 where like they like had his shirt that says, Yeah, 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 because he used to say that as Luke Harper. It was like he was in that picture, Roman Reigns in that picture, Seamus, uh, Primo. Chris Jericho, and I believe Cesaro was in there as well. And they were all posing for a picture. I think WWE management got mad at them for that and everything. I mean, kayfabe is just, it doesn't exist anymore in wrestling. We know that. It just doesn't. Especially with social media nowadays, it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? But he was a great character. You know, he played the Luke Harper character very good. And same with the Mr. Brody Lee character being the exalted one. I think recently he had his birthday. I think it was recently turned 41. You know, we, we didn't know that he had a lung issue. I think he like hurt his ankle in the match with Cody. 
You know, they never mentioned anything about him having a lung issue. They kept it very private. We just didn't know. We didn't, fi- we didn't figure that out. Or we didn't find that out till last night when his, when his wife mentioned it. Just didn't know. guys i hope you guys enjoy this episode right here my best wishes go out to john huber and his wife and his kids and to everyone that was close to him i'll talk to you guys later on when i do my smackdown review talk to you then and rp to john huber luke harper and mr Brody lee you will be missed